Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. This spring, six talented St. Louis artists will head to Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yes, they're going to Harvard. These hashtag in the city visual arts fellows are part of a two-year initiative at Harvard University called the Commonwealth Project. It seeks to model a new way for universities to engage with social problems through service and collaboration. And its focus is St. Louis. The Commonwealth Project was founded by Walter Johnson. He's a Missouri native, a Harvard professor, and director of the Charles Warren Center for Studies in American History, and it was co-founded by activist and hip-hop artist Kareem Jackson, who of course is better known as Tef Poe. And here to discuss this fascinating St. Louis slash Harvard collaboration is Tef Poe himself. So Tef, thank you for joining us today. Hey, how you doing? So Tef, you yourself was a, were a fellow at Harvard a few years ago. I'm wondering how the Commonwealth Project ended up coming about. Um, so I came to Harvard uh, through Walter Johnson originally as a uh, fellow at the Charles Warren Center. Um, when he first contacted me, you know, I thought it was a prank, to be honest. I was like, yeah, right. Because he reached out to you and yeah, he, he says, I'm calling from Harvard. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he initially actually emailed me. And I was like, oh, this is a prank email, obviously. And uh, so I responded back and he was so down to earth. And I quickly realized he wasn't the typical Harvard professor. Uh, so when I met him um, in person, it was kind of mind-blowing because we come from two totally different worlds. And uh, But he was a Harvard professor, and uh, he took a liking to some of the work that I was doing in Ferguson. And he had uh, followed me through music a little bit, and then we became really close friends through that process. And so you guys became friends. Um, you were out at Harvard doing some stuff. But this project is, um, it's not just sort of a, a one-time thing. This is this ongoing thing yeah. with St. Louis really as the focus. How mm -hmm. did that that uh, that idea get shaped, I guess? So I ended up being at Harvard for a total of three years. Uh, the first year I was there, I was uh, in the Warren Center. And I get out the car. And I'm walking through the courtyard, and, and I see a sign that says, what does God have for you here at Harvard? And uh, I had a, a real conversation with myself because I had a bit of uh, survivor's guilt from uh, coming from the community that I came from uh, and knowing that uh, I had to make a pretty big move from St. Louis to Cambridge, and I was so invested into some of our community initiatives that I, I had a bit of a, a shadow over my, my myself lingering, thinking like, man, am I exchanging something real for something phony? So um, I was litigating that within myself, but I, I quickly realized that I had a responsibility to uh, soak up as much of, in hip hop we say soak up the game. So I had as, as much, I had to soak up as much of the game as I could in order to bring it back to my own community and use that space to do, you know, some dynamic things. And this Commonwealth Project now has done some things here in the community. Um, tell us about some of the projects that have led up to this visual arts fellowship. Uh, so me and Walter uh, had a, a conversation one day about um, um, maybe taking a property in North St. Louis and turning it into a art space. Um, a lot of times uh, at Harvard you hear what I call like these really uptight liberal northeast conversations about changing the world and it's, it's like this you know highly manufactured white saviorism that 
you know, intellectualizes the problem but doesn't physically address it. So we, uh, me and Walt, were talking about, you know, trying to see if we could leverage some funding to maybe do an art space in St. Louis, rooted for the artists in St. Louis, and just let people determine what they wanted in the space. So uh, we had got access to a, a an abandoned police station initially, mm. and we were go- working with some folks in the city to make it a reality, but then we realized quickly that we needed a wealth of funding to, to really pull this thing off. Physical spaces can just be money pits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got we took some advice from some people that said, you know, let's dial it, the scale back because, you know, let's still keep that as an, as an eventual objective, but right now, what can you do? And we had the opportunity to take the money and create this fellowship and, I, you know, and work with some dynamic people like Dee Nichols and Negrio and, you know, to bring in some really dynamic and, and local partners that were already invested in this type of work, already booming, already established, and already capable of being containers for, you know, the, the community that we were seeking to engage. So it, it made a lot of sense. And that actually brings us to this uh, In the City Visual Arts Fellowship. And we're joined today by two of the fellows. Uh, one of them is Colin Elliott. Colin, welcome to the show. Good morning. And the other is Nayara Williams. Nayara, thank you, thank you for joining us today. So glad to be here. Uh, Nayara, let's start with you. How did you even learn about this new fellowship? So actually, um, I saw Tef post online about a year or so ago, just introducing the project and what he had in mind and that in the future he was going to need some visual artists. And a year later, here we are. And Dee Nichols actually reached out to me and she was familiar with the work that I do. And so just like, I, I think this would be a great opportunity for you to go ahead and apply to this. And then they made the post online just asking for people to share who they knew around the city who were doing some impactful things. And so I got tagged a lot. So shout out to the community as well. That's great. And and Colin, so then there's this application process. What did that even look like? What, what did you have to submit to show your worthiness to Harvard? Yeah, yeah. So I actually had two friends contact me about this fellowship the same day and For me, that was enough for me to just go ahead with the application process. And the question was, what is St. Louis to you? And so Mm -hmm. I've already been working on a photographic project that is based on grieving in my experience. And so I applied that to the application and, yeah, just kind of flowed out throughout two days or so. And it wasn't too much to it. (laughs) Now, in practical terms, what comes with this fellowship? Is this a case of of money, of mentoring, both? I think for me, um, along with the question of what is St. Louis to you, this will really get us to immerse ourselves in St. Louis and the culture in our community. And so for me, it really challenged me as a visual artist to just explore my relationship with my city. And so that's what I'm really excited about is exploring that relationship, uh, building these really great relationships with the other fellows and cohorts and just the faculty and students as well as at Harvard. Tough, talk to me a, a bit about that mentoring aspect of this. Harvard, as much as it can be kind of this ivory tower, mm-hmm. it's also got some of the smartest people in the in the world are there. Um, how are the fellows going to be able to sort of tap into that um, Harvardness? Well, the thing is, when you uh, when you have me as a friend, you know, I, I give it to you straight to the face with no chase. So. <laughs> um, I'm already kind of, you know, talking to them about different things. And then they have a community. They have Dee Nichols, who's also from St. Louis, who's out there at Harvard doing really dynamic work. And she was very integral in, in making this a reality as well. And uh, so they're surrounded by folks who have walked this walk. 
and know what the the cultural exchange process of coming from a place like St. Louis to a place like Cambridge, you know, for me, there were times when I, when I was coming back home, I felt like I was time traveling. Mm-hmm. You know, I, was, I felt like I was coming, going back and forth between, you know, just that universes, you know, like I was cl- coming through a wormhole of something. So, um, for, so I think, you know, having that process and knowing what that's like on that level, on a baseline level, and being able to say, hey, guys, this is what you can expect, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel, I feel happy about being able to extend that type of mentorship, more so than some of the other things that are surrounding us. Just on a human level, how do we connect as black people from St. Louis that are in a new space that's, you know, not indigenous to where we're, we're from? So um, I, I feel excited to be able to share that experience with them. We're talking to hip-hop artist and activist Tef Poe about the Commonwealth Project at Harvard University. We're also joined by two fellows in this year's In the City Visual Arts Fellowship. That's Colin Elliott and Nayara Williams. Um, so this fellowship, as, as our fellows alluded to, is meant to answer this question, what is St. Louis to you? And I know it's very early in this fellowship, but Colin, you, you referenced the fact you were kind of grappling with this question already. As you're thinking about that question, how do you find your thinking evolving now as, as you're in the midst of this fellowship? Yes, yeah, so I'm really inspired by all the growth that I'm seeing in St. Louis and being born and raised here in St. Louis. I'm, for one, just inspired by all the creatives who are driven to create some type of positive social impact. And so I choose to stand amongst them. And from my experience with, as I was saying, my work is connected to grieving is and so I started with photography just because my father passed away and then since then I lost a lot of family members and so I've connected photography to my form of therapy I would say and so I'm looking forward to just showcasing that there's other ways to deal with all of the trauma that I've had and I know that a lot of friends and other people in my community are grappling with as well and so yeah I don't I don't know, I'm really inspired by this opportunity and being able to share this experience with the fellows. And Nayara Williams, this question of what is St. Louis to you, how do you find yourself sort of grappling with that question these days? Ooh, that's a, that's a really great question. Um, I've, I've, I find myself asking that a lot because this is home. And so oftentimes it's like, how familiar am I with my home? So that means actually going in the city, talking to these, talking to other individuals, to artists, um, just really immersing myself in the culture and the city. And so for me, I'm a multidisciplinary artist and also the founder of Black Dot Clothing. And so I've kind of been doing a lot of work in the city already. And so working with textiles, photography, and dance to pretty much promote like blackness, empowerment, education, and community really just sticking with those core principles and looking forward to expanding on that with this fellowship and really just exploring what that looks like on another level. Nayara, in your clothing line, um, many of the pieces have a, a very overtly political message. I'm thinking of the shirt that says stolen from Africa. Mm-hmm. That's such a, a powerful way to put it that yeah. it just it really hits it home. Or the one that says black fathers are, are not mythical creatures. Yes. How do you see politics and that kind of activism fitting into your art? So for me, um, I think being brought up in the age of social media, it's, it's kind of hard to um, shy away from certain topics, right? And so for me, I've seen a lot of disturbing content that made me want to combat that with positivity. 
And so that looks like showing that black fathers exist and creating images that also shows, you know, the realness and going beyond just the clothing and telling the story of the actual individual that are in that position. So, yeah. Now, Colin, your work is currently featured in a photo um, exhibit at Maryville University, and it's called Black Like Me. What's the focus there? Yes. So this exhibit is curated by Erica Brown, who was one of my instructors at St. Charles Community College. And so she posed the title Black Like Me, and I was very inspired by that. And so I really just wanted to showcase people who look like me and placing them in the space, because I think that it's important for people like myself to see you know, people like ourselves in a gallery space. I didn't see that a lot growing up, and so I choose to do that with my photographic work. Now, I'm told that with some of your prints, you like to give back to the subjects that you feature. Tell us about the story behind your Harlem print. Yes, so I've always kind of grappled with why am I selling prints, and especially portraits. I, I just never felt right receiving the money based off from portraits for uh, from other people and so I thought even that though would... you're you're doing the work of shooting these portraits correct correct yes but I also think that the money should be funneled back to the community in sh- some way shape or form and so I thought that it would be helpful to just provide this opportunity to bring it back to the person that I was photographing in this moment so it went back to his household Harlem okay So, Tef, for these um, young artists that you've chosen um, for this fellowship, tell me, what were you looking for? There's obviously a lot of great young artists in St. Louis. It must have been hard to decide who makes the cut. Yes. So here's the thing. I know a lot of artists in the community, and I didn't want my own uh, perception of my relationships with these various artists to mm-hmm. affect who got into the program and who Just didn't. become favoritism rather than and, a, a and, true and, honor. And, it's not, and you have to be honest about it because we all have human preference. So, like, uh, I might be more prone to select blah, blah, blah. So I, I kind of stayed out of the, the selection process. Uh, it, I influenced the, the application, obviously, sure. to some degree. But uh, I didn't want to, you know, have any hand in that at all and uh, I I think I learned from uh, Ferguson about different ways that the community perceives accountability from people in certain positions Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to kind of lean into those accountability metrics a little bit and also you know I I, I think that uh, our Harvard students that did do a lot of the selection and people like Dee Nichols who uh, is our other community partner they have a different eye for talent than I would have in, in this particular field. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were very integral in that. Uh, but the the part that I did influence was just more so the fact that we wanted everyone to be from St. Louis mm-hmm. concerning this project. I wanted it to be a, a completely rooted in St. Louis, for St. Louis, by St. Louis, able to be sustained by St. Louis, even if Harvard walked away from the table, would this be something we would still be able to pull off to some capacity? And you feel like the answer now is yes. Yes, totally, totally. Now, the culmination of this fellowship is going to be two exhibits. There's going to be one at Harvard and one at the Griot Museum of Black History here in St. Louis. Um, is the idea here exposure um, to just showcase the work of these um, fellows, or, or is there even more to it that you're hoping um, to do? There's a little bit more to it. Um, I feel that... Uh, and I can't speak for everyone involved, but I, uh, from my angle, I feel uh, St. Louis art and music is criminally slept on. 
and I feel that uh, if if any of the political leaders of the city are actually listening, like if you're actually if your ears are open right now and you're actually paying attention and you're actually dialed in, please please take note, because this city is a city rooted in and sustained by art. And we get such a lack of investment into the art. And people talk about crime and all this stuff all day long. And that's because we are a city of creatives that have a drastic lack of funding and a drastic lack of address from the place where we lay our heads. Mm -hmm. So you have these drastically creative young people who need somewhere to put that, that angst. They need somewhere to exercise that. I thank God that I had the opportunity to do the things that I've had the opportunity to do, to be raised by artists who knew that these were the pockets and the caveats that you need to hit in order to be incorporated into the artistic community here. But if you don't have access to that, then what? You know, mm -hmm. so I feel that, you know, it's up to the leadership to, to really cue in. Like the, the answer always isn't more cops. The answer isn't always more more aggression. What if we actually address it with what we have, which, which is a wealth of talent? This city is like Scrooge McDuck at the, in, the, in the vault when it comes to talent. So how about we tap into the talent for once and use the resources and the avenues to actually support people versus locking them up? Nayara Williams, um, thinking about these shows, the one at Harvard and the one that's going to be here in St. Louis, do you hope it's going to make that political point that, that Tuff, I think, is making here so eloquently? Yeah, I think for me it's included in everything that he said, and also it's a big part for me is just representation. So you have six visual artists from St. Louis. Like, we've all been doing the work for quite some time now and are really immersed in, in our art and the way that we promote that. And so being, in art, being at Harvard, I think it'll really be a, a fantastic time. Yeah, Colin, if nothing else, I mean, that has to be the most amazing line that you can put on your resume or on your Instagram or, hey, like, you're a Harvard fellow. I mean, that's got to feel amazing. Definitely. And to speak to Tef's point, there are so many incredible artists here. And I feel I'm complete. I'm just honored to receive this fellowship because there is a lot of talent here in St. Louis. And I think that it just doesn't go, it's, it's unrecognized. And so many artists feel the need to leave St. Louis. And it's like, what would happen if we could keep that here in St. Louis? And so I think this is an opportunity to showcase what is here in St. Louis already. And hopefully we can grow from there. And so you get a chance to see the world, but then to bring that back to St. Louis, not just to flee like so many good artists have had to do. Well, Colin Elliott of Harvard University's In the City Visual Arts Fellowship, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. And Nayara Williams of that same fellowship, thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And Tuff Poe, thank you so much thank for you, joining thank us. Thank you. Thank you. And that project is called The Commonwealth Project. If you want to read more about it, you can go to Harvard's website and learn all about it there. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7. KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at choosewood.com.